Welcome to Aiming for the Moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I'm Maddie Henry. And on this podcast, we interview interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. And today we will be interviewing Lucas Canada, who is a professional rugby player and a director at Unicorn. So here's the interview. Well, welcome to the interview. It's great to have you here. Okay, so you are a professional rugby player. You are the director of Unicorn. Um, you have you've had a really interesting career. It's great to have you on. Thanks, Taylor. I mean, I'm happy to be here discussing with you. Uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah. So, okay, for our American audience, we don't know a lot about rugby. So before we get into more of what you've learned from rugby, could you just kind of explain the sport to the Americans who don't know much about rugby? Yes, the the way they like it or the way they won't. Because what we tend to say about rugby is that it's like American football, but without all the protection. So we are just uh, exposing ourselves a little bit more so we don't have those <laughs> big helmets and big uh, protections all around. And then the, the other big difference that we have is that uh, you can only do passes uh, behind you and never a forward pass. So those are the big two uh, differences i would say okay yeah that's really it's it's really interesting from an american perspective where we know nothing about the sport usually it's like it looks like a football our american football and soccer or football to the rest of the world because america's just <laughs> odd for that reason <laughs> like a combination yeah, yeah. and yeah, it was I interesting know, yeah it was interesting watching it in the olympics that happened recently yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it's great, great sport. Like like every other sport, I mean, there's lots of uh, learning in any sports that's I mean, just uh, very productive to, to a human being to, to grow and to learn uh, about. So very, very good. I'm happy that you've uh, enjoyed watching the in Tokyo uh, Olympics, uh, a little bit of rugby too. It is. It's. It seems like a very intense sport. Like it's very intense, very physical. A lot like American football, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. True. It is. So we've had on uh, American football players. We've had on other sports players. And they always say that they've learned something from playing the sport that they can apply to, to their um, to their other careers or their other interests. What have you learned from playing rugby? Uh, that's. Tons of things, but one of the things I love the most about rugby is that uh, it's my passion. It's it's what I love, and uh, that gives you an edge whenever you're trying to do something. So whenever you do what you love, you do what you really like. You'll probably do it better. You'll do it with a uh, a lot more interest, and that's not something easy to find. Uh, I knew I wanted to play rugby, and uh, it was hard to get there, but uh, I had that set up in my mind. And uh, since it was my passion, I did everything I could to, to, to become a professional player. And um, that's something you can take to everything else that you do. So I would say one of the best things is that you learn what you really want to do and uh, how to pursue that uh, to be happy, you know, because I mean, so many people end up doing a, a job or something in life that they don't really like. And uh, because they maybe were too scared to to, to just search for their dreams. Uh, so I, I would tell people, yeah, I mean, one of the things I learned the most about rugby is follow your dreams. There's, 
it's always a possibility to get them and uh, try to do what you're passionate about. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm curious because a lot we get the advice, follow your dreams a lot. But for people who like are just starting out in life, like teenagers and a lot of my friends, we hear that just follow your dreams and are kind of like, well, what does that exactly mean? So do you have any more like step by like practical steps for follow your dreams? Like, we've had people say practice whatever you love for 10 minutes a day or something like that. And I was kind of curious because obviously that advice, people tell us that a lot, but we're not entirely sure. Well, what does it look like to follow my dreams? Do you have any advice for my generation? I would ask the question differently, probably, and uh, not just advice, but do stuff. I mean, uh, you never know what you really like till you step into it and you say, oh, hey, this might be interesting. So keep doing things. There's no magic formula, uh, sadly, and that's why many people end up doing things that they don't really like. But I mean, and whenever you find something that intrigues you, that you are confident with that you want to learn more, those are um, pretty good, I would say, signs that tell you that that might be something that you should be following a bit more. And uh, don't be don't be scared of uh, missing or um, misstepping. I mean, we're still young, uh, got lots of time. If we don't do mistakes now, if we don't go through the, I would say, not the appropriate path somehow today, and we we still have lot lots of time to just adapt afterwards. Whenever you get older, you've got a more fixed job, uh, you've got a family to support, you've got a lot more uh, responsibilities. It becomes a lot harder. So if you get to that time with that passion, with that fire in you already, you've earned uh, a lot a lot of years of good uh, happiness afterwards. Yeah, I agree. That's what seems to be some of the running advice among all these successful people. It seems to be, first off, follow your passion, but don't be worried about having to pivot when you're young because you have you don't have a lot of responsibility. I mean, obviously, of schoolwork, but in the long run, you don't have a family you have to provide for. You don't have as your retirement you're saving for. You just have a lot more freedom. So be free to try all kinds of stuff. And that's yeah. been interesting because it seems to be uh, the main advice is just buckle down and you better start working, buddy, because you want to be the best by the time you hit the career market or whatever. But that's actually the, the best advice. What? Right. What, what did you say? The best at what? I mean, you can be the best at something you hate, and uh, that's not going to bring happiness. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. That's another good point because a lot of people, if they start, they think something's really cool. Um, and then I don't know, for instance, if I wanted, I wanted to be an astronaut and I started become, wanting to become an astronaut and I go to space and I'm like, oh, it's obviously really cool in space, but you know, I kind of wish I would have done something else. And when you're a kid, you can just have way more freedom to try all kinds of things. So it's just kind of an interesting perspective that I hadn't heard until I started talking to other people. Yeah, sure. That's why being an entrepreneur, for instance, it's so rewarding in terms of, um, there's this an appropriate word for that, but it's like um, personal happiness, personal growth, because uh, you can actually do whatever you want and uh, you become your own boss. I mean, there's a lot of risks about that and uh, uh, nothing comes for free, right? You need to be able to work a lot and put some effort into it. But then when you 
succeed, this, the sense of uh, fulfillment of look of what I have achieved. So don't be afraid of doing stuff. That's probably the best advice today. And, uh, or, I mean, that's my five cents at least. Yeah, I agree. That's what seems to be what a lot of other successful people are saying. So you mentioned your entrepreneurship. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about your company? Sure. So we, I'm actually one of the directors at Unicorn Incubator. Uh, we are a startup incubator accelerator. That means basically that uh, we help uh, startups to grow and to develop. Uh, we do a lot of digital marketing. Um, that's one of the key pillars uh, of our company. We also do a lot of um, customer acquisition and uh, investor relationships. Um, so we take this startup word uh, the American way. So we do uh, startups that have at least three points, which are a proof of concept, a couple clients, and that they have proven that they were able to convince at least their family uh, to invest into the company. So that gives you like a little bit of, I would say, a backup um, lowers the risk uh, into investing, into working with those companies. And it takes away that, you know, thought, oh, I have this brilliant thought, this brilliant idea that I want to develop. Uh, in our case, uh, we don't work with those people because um, we think that's too early stage and that our services won't be beneficial for them it would be just uh, a little bit of a waste of time and that's why we uh, we we look for the next stage when whenever they are ready whenever they have something up out there that we can actually improve and get marketed and get it out there, uh, there that's where we where we stand in yeah, so it is interesting um, because a lot of people have great ideas, but you guys have to invest in the people who are actually doing something about their good ideas. So obviously the proof of concept, their family has to have invested at least because if you can't convince your family, you can probably convince nobody in that. And <laughs> That's then, exactly what I say every time. Yeah, and you somebody has to have bought it besides their family. I, I'm yeah. assuming, right? If your uncle no, just bought something. <laughs> for us, if it's their family, that's a good first step. That makes sense because obviously yeah. you have to be able to convince your family to convince the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> For First the step, most yeah. part. So <laughs> we're kind of wrapping up the interview here and I'm going to ask the questions that we ask all of our other guests. So the first one is what books have had an impact on you and why? I do like one very much. Uh, it's Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Kiyosaki. Sure, uh, I don't know if you've read it or if you heard about it. Um because it just brings, you know, financial education, but like 101, really simple and explains like both sides of the story. Uh, like uh, I should go to school. I should go to university, have a career, get a job, work for 40 years. It's like old school. He calls that uh, poor dad, right? Like in that's more of old school, regular education, which is, of course, very, very good. Not against it, but also again, he, he insists into getting financial education that you can get. Luckily today, we can get that anywhere. I mean, you can just go into the internet and spend 
uh, hours searching for that instead of uh, playing any other game, which we all do, or we all did. Uh, but also get it, getting to, to get more information about what we're doing, about what's happening, how can I invest, what can I do, uh, what um, different job opportunities can I get. You don't really need to be a formal job to succeed. If you see most of the, uh, I would say, better or best entrepreneurs, now if you, you can see uh, Jeff Bezos, I mean, he really just... Uh, in a small office like this, he he built Amazon, right? Uh, same he happens for Apple. He went to space, literally. <laughs> yeah. So the same happened with Apple, right? They were at their garage. Uh, everyone knows the story. And they, they built uh, one of the biggest companies ever. I mean, just you need to be, again, same thing, passionate about what you do and don't, don't be afraid of. And just get get yourself going. There's... Lots of information out there today, thanks to internet, basically, and uh, this communication era. Uh, don't be afraid of learning and, and to, you know, getting yourself, uh, improve yourself as a human being in every sense. Yeah, I've heard of that book before. I don't know much about it, but I'm thinking about checking it out. It sounds really interesting because it has a different kind of perspective on, obviously, how to be rich, which is kind of interesting, I think. It's more than just how to be rich. It's actually like a way of life. It, it mo it's more like you need to understand the differences. And it's so simple and so stupid that that's why I what I love about the book. He, he uses you no know, big font uh, in letters. It's just, I don't know, 300, 400 pages long. It's not just an encyclopedia that tells you, you should do this, you should do that. And that's also another thing. He doesn't tell you what to do. It's up to you to figure it out, right? Because each of us are different. But he gives you a couple of examples of things that can be done and how you could eventually learn something that can help you develop. And that, I mean, it's a good book to, to read. Yeah, that I love those books. There, they give you a different perspective on life and career in your career, and but they don't tell you exactly what the to do. They just kind of inspire you. They're like, Oh, yeah. I think I could do that too. Like he gave, he's given me this different perspective. And I find that all, I find those books always fascinating and really fun to read. Of course. So then our last question is what advice do you have for teenagers? I think we've kind of discussed this already, but I say do what you do with passion, with energy, with a lot of fire inside you uh, have this, I would say competitive uh, winning mentality that will take you to the next level, will help you uh, achieve better things. And uh, and the word succeed, I mean, I, I take the word succeed in a different way. We can all succeed. I mean, we are not winning against someone. We are succeeding. And succeeding is just achieving what we want to achieve. And that can be anything. So just have that objective in mind and follow it. Uh, just do what it takes because things do not come for free. You you need to work to get those, uh, but do it. Don't be afraid of just going into it and uh, give it your all. Yeah, that's interesting. So what do you mean by the winner mentality? Could you kind of explain that a little bit more? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm very competitive and uh, I think it's a good thing, actually. So whenever I 
I played a game, uh, even if it was a friendly game. Like, for instance, last week, we played a friendly game between ourselves. So we were not facing any other team. And I lost. And I was pissed off over the whole night because, uh, I mean, I don't like to lose. And that's, that's just me. And I, and I kept relieving the game in my head, just going through the mistakes, going through the uh, speaking to the people that played with me. We need to fix this. We need to fix that. How come that during the whole week we were training this and we didn't do it? Uh, and, you know, that means that I just hate losing so much that eventually I win. And that's, for me, that part, part of that success mentality that, that I need. And I think people that need that at least a little bit in order to, to, to become a better person, in order to succeed at what they're doing, in order to fulfill their dreams, and in order to put the efforts that are needed uh, to achieve anything uh, great. So if you really want to, to, to get something, you need to be uh, working for it. I mean, it's not, very few people get everything for free. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess, the mentality where you get punched in the face a few times and you fall down, but you want to get up and see, I have to hold my hands a little bit differently. Then yeah, you go back to the you, fight and knock them out or something like that. You need to be able to take a punch and stand back up. You need to be resilient. Uh, it's just part of uh, rugby, I think. Those are part of the rugby lessons that I've always learned, but they are, um, you can use them on life. You can use them on business. Well, that was a uh, professional wrapping up, tying back to the beginning of the interview. That was awesome. So thanks so much for coming on. It was an interesting interview talking about rugby, your business, and all of the other things we talked about in between. It was fascinating. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Taylor. It was a pleasure to be here and uh, happy to be talking to all of you. So that was really interesting learning about rugby. I mean, a lot of Americans don't know a lot about rugby. At least a lot of people that I know don't know about rugby. And that's how I judge the general. Like Maddie. Like me. I know nothing about rugby. It's cool that he was able to follow his dreams and become a rugby player. Well, I agree. It's I like that his point was how he loved rugby so much. He just kind of wanted to do it for his career. Um, And he made the point that a lot of people are stuck doing things that they don't really want to do. But we should always like. I don't know that we should always like strive to do like, if I love acting, like really try to go into acting, no matter how hard it may be. And that's a little something I gleaned from this interview. The actor, Giancarlo Esposito um, from our Mandalorian episode, he's talked about that. And I thought that was interesting. And now this is different because this is sports. So that we've also talked about this in our Tyler Kluver episode, Relentless. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I love that point. And then he also talked about his company, Unicorn, which I love the name. Just going to add that. It is awesome. Um, And that was interesting. You have to be able to, your idea has to be good enough where your own family members have invested because if they have that part, I love that part. It might be a sign if your brother hasn't given anything. So yeah, Maddie, what did you think about the advice? I thought his advice was really great. And I think we've had this advice on the show a couple of times, but like every time I hear it, it still connects with me. I'm still like, I don't know. It's still like, no matter how many times you hear it, you're still can apply it to your life and you're still welcoming that reminder. So it was good to be reminded. I liked it. It was good. 
I guess we're going to start wrapping up with our notification section. Ba-ding! Maddie, what are those regular notifications? Well, we have a website called aimingforthemoon.com. Uh, we have a lot of fun pages on there, including a contact page. If you have any recommendations for guests, any feedback that you want to give us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we also have a section for guest profiles. If you want to learn a little bit more about our guests' backgrounds or maybe their books or some of the accomplishments that they've done. And we have an about page about us. If you want to learn maybe a little bit more uh, of the about the voices that you keep hearing. Um, we're also on Instagram and Twitter at aiming the number four moon. Um, we would love to hear from you on those sites. We post regular updates and yeah, so there you go. Yep. So feel free to message us on those websites and our email and don't forget to share it around and rate the podcast. And that allows us to be seen by more people, which allows us to get more guests, which allows us to have the cycle repeat again. So please share and rate the podcast five stars. If you love it, one star, if you hate it. Anywhere else in between if you have any other emotions. And I'm sure you do. (laughs) So, don't forget, set your sights high, and aim for the moon.